What's up? My name is Sarah Elizabeth Harrigan, entrepreneur, adventure seeker, queen of abundance, and founder of Design My Vibe. And this is the Feelings Not Figures podcast, where we empower high-achieving Caribbean people to use their emotions as indicators to think more creatively, resourcefully, and entrepreneurially so they can live the extraordinary life they've always dreamt of. I'm hyped that you found this podcast, and I'm extremely grateful that you're here. This is Divine Alignment. So welcome to Feelings Not Figures. A little about me, I started my confidence and high-performance coaching firm in October 2018 after I got fired from my last corporate finance job in New York City. Now, I live in the British Virgin Islands, and my lifelong mission is to help highly skilled determined, and creative Caribbean people to confidently generate financial abundance, peace of mind, and freedom by doing more of what they love through entrepreneurship. Let me share with you this. By listening to the gems my guests and I share here, you'll finally discover the gold quotes that will help you stay clear and confident under pressure, pivot your business amidst adversity, and establish an unshakable self-confidence that will last a lifetime. At Design My Vibe, we are obsessed with growth, taking risks, creating solutions, and having wild fun. So prepare to change your perspective and turn your every breakdown into a magnificent breakthrough. This is Feelings Not Figures. Welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So my name is Sarah Elizabeth Harrigan. Welcome to another episode of Feelings Not Figures. And today we are going to be talking about money mindset. Um, And that starts from a very young age, right? Because we build a foundation. So I have with me today Tori. And Tori is a money mindset coach. And uh, Tori, I would just like for you to introduce yourself and share with us, you know, what you do um, and how you do it. Hi, so I'm Tori Gaynor. I'm a spiritual business coach and manifestation expert. And I help women build businesses from based on a spiritual foundation with also strategic I help them strategically as well, but I truly believe that success is built from a spiritual foundation. So I help women to kind of unlock that power within themselves to be able to build incredible, incredibly impactful and successful businesses and then also live the life that they've always wanted at the same time. Yeah. That that is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. And what really stood out to me is your your emphasis on spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually a part of my journey when I first went into entrepreneurship. It started in real estate, and along that journey, I learned how important it was for me to be faithful throughout it because there were so many times where I wanted to just quit and, and, Mm. and maybe go back to working or, you know, I wanted to give up. So instead of giving up, I said, you know, there's a reason why I'm here. It's going to work out. Um, and why am I doing this? So I would love to hear from you. Like, have you always been a spiritual person or did that develop over time? 
Uh, and how has that uh, benefited your, your business and what you do? So I feel like I've always believed in a higher power from a young age. Um, but my spiritual journey really started when I found the book, The Secret, which is quite a famous book. I feel like, yes. everyone, I feel like everyone's money mindset journey started from The Secret. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> But, but yeah, like it started from there when I was kind of going through a bit of teenage depression and my mom handed me this book and she was like, you just need to read this book. And I don't know, as I, I feel like I was practicing a lot of spiritual practices, like you said, faith and using your imagination and your vision and all those spiritual intellectual, uh, sorry, like your mental faculties before I even knew it was spiritual, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people do spiritual practices without feeling spiritual. Like they'll have determination, vision, they'll have um, like all those things that we, that we will talk about, but without, they, they won't sort of label it as spiritual. Mm. But yeah, for me, I, I feel like I've, I've always felt a higher power but I really tapped into that when I left my job when I was sweeping floors in a hairdresser's four years ago. And that's where really my spirituality just expanded from there when I really needed faith more than ever before. Oh, yes. So very similar stories in terms of when it started to solidify for us mm -hmm. is the word I'm going to choose. Um, because I agree with you in terms of feeling like there was always something more, but not necessarily knowing how to verbalize it or how to use it to your advantage um, and in your benefit. And I think when you get to that point where you don't know where the next is coming from, like you really don't know, you don't have a job, mm. it's not every two weeks, um, yeah. then you're kind of like, okay, it's, it's just, it has to work out. Like you just start to tell yourself, like, it has to work out. That's so true. I felt the exact same thing. I remember when I left my job, I was like, there is no way I can ever go back. Like there was, and I feel like, I feel like your business really has to be built on that foundation of this has to work out. Like you have to have the fire in your belly that there is no way you're going back. Yeah. Yeah. 1000%. Mm. 1000%. And I would love to know, have you, have you heard of the uh, book Start With Why by Simon Stenick? No, I haven't heard of that one actually. Okay. So in Start With Why, he talks about, he really talks about bigger companies like an Apple or um, like General Motors, a car company in the US, mm -hmm. where if they don't start with a solid why, then they don't make it to that big level where they have loyalty built in with their, with their following. Um, and when you talk about in your business saying that this has to work out, there, for, for what I found is there's a deeper why as to why it has to work out. Mm. Like there's a bigger reason for you personally as to why you're going to keep going. And I'd love to know if you were able to identify that between that shift of I'm leaving my job, I'm never going back to I'm pushing and pushing and pushing to make this work. Uh, did you know your why or did you discover your why on that journey? Mm. I, I always knew I had to have a strong why. And the why definitely drove me. I think there was there was kind of two parts of it. I, and I don't know if this resonates with you, but there's 
there's the why that is the bigger mission and it's to help people and empower people. And before, before I got here, I was a, a personal trainer and fitness coach. So my why was very much on helping women to hit their fitness goals, but also love themselves at the same time. So I, because I had gone on that journey myself, my why was to just help as many women as I could have the same experience and not go through what I did with like my eating disorder and all that, that pain that isn't necessary when it comes to fitness. But then I also had the why of, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people didn't back me. A lot of people didn't believe in me. I felt very much alone, you know, in my vision. So my why was that, you know, I've just always been the sort of person that I, I love proving people wrong. I love proving myself right. I love setting my self goals and accomplishing. Say was you have always been a person that sets your goals. Yeah, so I'm, I've always been someone that sets goals, and I thrive off of accomplishing them at the same time. And I love, mm-hmm. I just, I just love that feeling of self belief, and then fulfilling out that self belief. So that was kind of the two whys. That was my mission, which is obviously the most important. And then there's that, that fire in your belly that wants to follow out what you said you was going to do you know what I mean yes I do yes I do there's a a great level of confidence that comes from accomplishing things Mm. that self-confidence and every time you know every time people ask me like how do I become more confident it always reverts back to consistency Mm. what are you consistently doing um and the more you are consistent at something the better you feel at it like every time you go at it again you become maybe you shave a minute off of your mile or you shave three minutes off your mile or maybe you add weights in the gym it's Mm. all because you are showing up consistently and then you can go a bit harder yeah I love that I've never looked at it like that. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, that's that's definitely definitely how I found it. Great. So, um, in in coming off the heels of the why conversation, I would love to jump into our money, both of our yeah. money stories or money history, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that in general, we you know we learn a lot of different things in school. We never really learn about money itself and the science behind money and our relationship with Mm -hmm. money. Absolutely. Um, And this was something that I came to um, come to realize that was there for me was when I went into real estate and I was going months without checks. I had clients, but in real estate, it takes months for things to close. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to, you know, make things work. And I'm like, why is it that I feel so stressed out around the topic of money? And that's when I started to do some self-discovery mm-hmm. and look at my um, my money influences, like what was happening in my home, for example, mm-hmm. around money. And when I reverted back to that, I remembered a lot of conversations about we don't know where it's going to come from. Um, we have these bills to pay. We, we don't know where the money is going to come from. No, you can't have that because we don't have the money. Money doesn't grow on trees. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I went back and looked at those those moments that I realized like those were the foundation of my money relationship. And I had to change that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think so many people can resonate to that. Mm. yeah so what was what was your money history in your home what was the story in the conversation there very very similar 
And um, yeah, money was always limited. Like money was always a topic of an argument between my parents. It was mm. a stress. It was something that was tight. Um, and although we had food on the table, we had school clothes, we had, you know, we had the the the, the needs that the needs that we had were, were met but we never had overflow and my family were very tight on money and they really operated out of the belief that money is running out. You need to save money. You need to hold on to it. Like it doesn't come easy. You have to work hard for money. And so mm-hmm. like yourself, that really did shape all of the belief that beliefs that I lived out. And it was only until I started taking over my, my mindset and causing me to be in like yourself constant distress around money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. got it and the the making more money happened when you became an entrepreneur yeah so when I started my business and I think okay. you know what we were kind of saying before about doing spiritual practices without realizing they were spiritual I think yeah I think when I look back and I look at how my success was built in the beginning before I went really deep with the money work it really did it really did come from doing the spiritual practices without realizing what I was doing. So I was visualizing, I was, I was, I had this drive, I had determination, I had faith, I had this like belief that it would all work out, even though I didn't know how. Um, and then it was when, when I transitioned from a personal trainer into an online coach and playing with bigger numbers and the numbers that people throw around in the entrepreneurial online world are so different to the numbers that we talk about with our friends and family um it was only then Mm -hmm. that I was like Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah so that's when I kind of I started going deeper with the work and along the way I did pick up a lot more a lot more limiting beliefs that fed into the you know the ones I'd built on childhood because I did I did work I mean I'm sure while she was doing real estate were you kind of dealing with very wealthy people yeah yeah so I, so I was as well we, I was working in a hair salon sweeping floors in London's most sort of like wealthy area we we have royal royals mm-hmm. that come to this salon <laughs> and I was making 800 pounds a month which is you know barely anything for you know my expenses and yeah. everything and it kind of it kind of continued that story of okay, there's a wealthy people and then there's me. I'm washing their hair, I'm mm-hmm. sweeping their hair off the floor, and I will never be a wealthy person. It was only when I started doing this work that mm-hmm. I realized my whole journey up until this point had picked up so many stories, but I was only picking them up because of the original beliefs from childhood. Oh mm. yes, yes, yes. Okay, so what comes up for me in relation to that um, and how I can relate to your stories, I went to boarding mm-hmm. school um, as a kid and, and coming from a house where it was like, we don't know where it's going to come from. But then at the same time, they found, quote unquote, found the resources to send me to boarding school was always very confusing mm-hmm. for me. Oh, Yeah. Because my experience was abundance because I'm going to boarding school. You keep telling me it's $40,000 an annum. So my experience was wealth and the students that I went to school with were wealthy as well. Um, But then I would come home to a conversation that was more about scarcity. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that was a very uh, confusing time for me. And then what I realized is when I went into my last uh, full-time role, I worked at a private aviation company. And basically, they rented um, private jets. People mm-hmm. had memberships to rent private jets mm-hmm. from them. And it was in those two years of working there that celebrities would be in and out of our office all the time. Um, people were spending $40,000 to fly wow. one way um, across the country. That's crazy. Right? Or a hundred grand to fly their entire family from New York city to Aruba. Um, And that was just the plane, (laughs) you know, that wasn't the housing and the transportation and the food, none of that. And it was in that, in that environment that I realized like wealth is absolutely everywhere. And in order for me to create it for myself, I need to go do my own thing. And that was the spark for me to go into entrepreneurship. Um, But like you said, once I started to get these big checks in real estate, I was like, oh my God, there's, there's things here that I'm thinking that's actually limiting me from going Mm. even bigger. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's interesting how our thoughts from childhood, even when we do get to those levels where we feel like we've made some, Mm. some progress and we're making more money, they can still limit us. Absolutely. Because you you almost hit a wall. And I think... I think you can, you can almost, you can get far by kind of being in the process in the sense of like, you're just taking the action, you're holding the faith, you just keep making scary decisions Mm -hmm. with faith. And I think that gets you somewhere, but then it hit, you hit a point where you do hit that wall, don't you? And, and you know, and wealth is everywhere. Like you say, very, very similar to you. I used to well, I still listen to him. There's a motivational speaker called Eric Thomas. Is he big in the US? Oh, yes. yes I love him is. so <laughs> much. Like if I had to put my everything down to one person, it would be watching his videos. Okay. But yeah, I think um, I think people have this massive disconnect between what well, I definitely did, where it was like the wealthy people and then there's me. But actually, when you realize that we are all one, we are all humans, we all have the mm-hmm. same opportunity we all have the same amount of hours in the day you can start to make the connection between yourself and wealthy if that makes sense yes yes it does 1000 percent. and it's and what I got from what you just shared is it's really checking into the reality of the Mm. situation like you are both on the plane (laughs) you're on the plane Mm. going to the same place yeah and they have more opportunity and more freedom and more comfortable they're more comfortable I think a lot of people, yes. like you said, they don't check in and they don't they don't sort of stop mm-hmm. and look around and observe. And I think when you can stop and look around and observe and think, well, hang on, I can actually have that. Then you start, then your mind mm-hmm. opens up. Then you're sort of ready for the next step. I'm thinking of times where I have been sit- seated on a plane and I watch people walk by and the people that are going to the back of the plane, like, They'll have their heads down. They mm. won't even like marinate in the the existence of mm. first class. Where and they'll just they'll beeline for the back of the plane because they know that's where they're gonna sit. And that's where they quote unquote mm. feel they belong. And then you have other people that will like they'll touch their seats as they walk by. They like feel the leather. Like they want something, some bit of excitement into what it would be like to sit in first what class. Was that, sorry. And those are the, 
Oh, I said those are the ones that they like. They gain. They use the ex- the, the, the the chance to uh, experience what it will be in first class. They may not be seated there, but if I walk by and I touch the leather seat and then I go sit in my cloth seat, I'm like, wow, that leather would have been <laughs> a lot nicer experience for yeah. these twelve hours. Um, and and what I'd like to know uh, from you is how have you used like visualization, which is something that we talked about earlier. How have you used visual visualization to create some of these um, monetary results that you wanted to to make in so your life? So I've done a few things for when it comes to visualizing. The first that I would say that I use the most often is I will often write a life script. So this is a really easy and fun thing that you can do to tap into your next level is basically you I did it on recording you can write it but I record it on my phone and like a voice note and you basically just write out what you want your life to be like how much money you want your happiness your family your goals but you sort of write it in the present tense you write it as if you're already there and then tap into the feeling of how it would feel if that was really your reality. Like, how does that actually feel? Because your feelings Mm -hmm. and your emotions are your point of attraction. What this podcast, Mm -hmm. the the aim of this podcast, right? But yeah, but your feelings are like how you feel, the vibration you are in. I know that word might be a bit woo-woo for some people, but the, the feelings you're feeling are where you're going to be attracting from. And so if you can feel the feelings mm-hmm. of what it feels like to be, have that money, to be in that house, to be in first class, to, if you can feel that and you can continuously go back to that feeling, you're going to bring that closer and closer into your life without you even kind of realizing it. So, yes. so yeah, I do that yes. by, you can do that by writing and journaling, and I do that too sometimes. But what I like to do is record it, and I'll listen to my recording in the mornings as I'm sort of doing my morning routine. Mm. And it's like, you're a fucking boss, bitch. You make this much money. You're yes. on the stage. And all this. It's like one of them things you don't want anyone to hear ever. <laughs> no one can... But it's the thing that does the trick. <laughs> it's, it's the things that no one wants yeah. to do that actually work. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, and and it's all what what, what we would say. Yeah, and woo-woo, unrealistic. But those, it's the simple things. Yeah. <sighs> so re- so it's, realistic it's, though. <laughs> so, so realistic. Is. And even having just a vision board, mm-hmm. I used to. I think just having mm-hmm. fun with it. Like I used to do it on I say I used to because I haven't made a new one I do one sort of like a new one every year with everything I want to manifest that year but Mm -hmm. I'm doing a vision board with all the pictures of the you know the the holiday you want the jewelry you want the house you want the partner you want the happiness etc um just putting that together for me is just so fun it feels like art it feels like you're making a collage you know like you would in school Mm -hmm. and it, it just feels like you're painting your life. Like you can kind of play a game with it. And and, you, and when you're having right. fun with it, you're in that vibration of, oh my God, like you can really feel into what those things feel like, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are some mm-hmm. of the things that I do um, to bring myself closer to them. What about you? 
So I would say same here in terms of the vision boards. Um, I love vision boards since I learned about them. I've been doing them um, very mm-hmm. religiously. Uh, and also writing down, I'm big on gratitude mm-hmm. journals. I truly believe that if you're grateful before something even comes to you, it will bring it mm-hmm. to you faster. Um, and th- that's the same thing as being, like we said, in that yeah. vibration. Right. And I just want to make sure that everyone that's listening to this understands that your vibration is literally how yeah, you feel. It's, it's nothing yeah, confusing. It's, um, and even if you go into Google, I do this with my clients to help them kind of understand it. If you literally just type in levels of vibration, mm-hmm. it's really it's mm. really easy to kind of see where you're at on the levels. And exactly that, like, you know, when you feel into the feelings, I always think, well, how would I feel if I had that 10,000 pound launch? How would I feel if you had that, you know, whatever you want business? And and one of those feelings would be gratitude. It would be ease. It would be calm. It would yes. be knowing and confidence, mm-hmm. like you're saying. So the more you embody confidence and gratitude, the more you're already in the vibration of like, if you already had that thing. Right. Right. And that's, that's really what, when we, when we talk about law of attraction, we talk about the science mm-hmm. of the world because it really is science. Um, magnets attract, mm-hmm. right? So if you are high vibration, those things that you want, which are a physical manifestation of a high vibration, yeah, it will absolutely. come to you. I love the way you just explained that. Mm. Okay. thank you um so we talked about our money history i would love to know when you talk about visualization what did you write your new money story to be because we definitely in order to create new results we have to remove the old files and put new ones in or remove the old beliefs and write new ones in so i'd love to hear from you how you transition from that childhood story of scarcity to one of abundance what were some of the new beliefs that you put in okay so how you transitioned from your old money story what was how did you transition from your old money story to your new money story and what were some of the new beliefs that you so planted? I kind of, what I do first is I'll, I'll ask myself like what do I actually want like what is my goal what is the dream what do I want to attract that year and then mm-hmm. I kind of do I do some I do the spiritual work in terms of I look at my limiting beliefs. I look at where they come from. I will work through them one by one and give them as much time as they need to kind of heal them and release them and recognize that they're not true. But then I will also sit down and do more Mm -hmm. of the practical and I'll think, right, well, how am I going to make that happen in the sense of, so I have two, I have two things to say about the how on one side, you do have to release the how and you have to allow the universe to work its magical ways and know mm-hmm. that it's coming. But then on on the other side, I also like to sit down and play with that idea. And I'm like, okay, so so what what business ideas, what business ideas can I do? How can I help people? What transformation can I deliver for someone? And I'm not thinking, oh, how am I gonna get clients? Because that's not my job, but I'm thinking, how what do I want to do? Does that make sense? So I'm not, I'm not micromanaging in in terms of figuring out how I'm going to get followers and how my content's going to get to the right people. But I'm just like, okay, this is how I want to help people. This is what I want to help them with. This is what I can offer them. And I'm just going to keep taking 
the next steps, the next steps that show I'm just going to keep taking the scary action and keep following what feels like the next step. Um, oh, oh thank you. Magical. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll kind of, mm. I, I kind of like to work. I'm very practical and spiritual at the same time. I would say more spiritual, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I guess in terms of how did I transition, I just, I think you have to focus on what you really want and stop focusing on what you don't want. I think that's really important, like you said, with the law of attraction and, you know, the magnetizing effect. But at the same time, you know, I was talking about this on my Instagram yesterday. You can't, if you have weeds growing in your garden and you want to plant new flowers, you can't just plant them in the ground because there are weeds that are, the roots of the weeds are there. So you need to pull the weeds out from the root and then Mm -hmm. you have the space to plant the flowers. So whilst you're focusing on the flowers and you'll know that's what you want, you also have to look back on your past, pull out your roots and um, and really release them so you can make room for the new empowering story Mm -hmm. and belief. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. 1,000%. 1,000%. And what's what's beautiful about plants too, you can can take a tree out and the roots are still there and you can examine, are these these roots going to take me where I want to go? Yeah, that's so true. You know? Um, Because honestly, when I think about my my parents and I think about what I learned in terms of finance, it's like my mom was more of the save everything. (laughs) We may drown tomorrow. And my dad was more like, hey, more is coming. If they need it now, let me get it. Wow, mine were the same. So I really get to look. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Very fluid on one (laughs) side, very (laughs) restrictive on the other. Um, But the beauty in that, though, was that I got to see... I got to see what it looked like to let it flow. And I also got to see what it looked like to plan. Right. And to think about those days that will come and it doesn't, when we say rainy day, it doesn't mean that it's a sad day. A rainy day could be like, Hey, we want to go mm. on vacation randomly mm. and we needed some money. Right. So for me, it was, what is the perspective that I want to have based mm. on the things that I've learned? Wow. Cause Yeah. Let in me know what's coming of, up for um, you. Like, in terms of the perspective. Yeah, because I think the conversation may seem like, you know, you need to remove everything that you've ever learned. But I think there's there's some mm. assessment that can be done. Like, can I change my perspective instead of removing yeah, this entire belief? Absolutely. Because you, you get two ends of the spectrum. Like, I had the exact same, very similar experience mm-hmm. where my mom was very, you know, so safe with money she would save me everything whereas my dad was a lot more of a spender and a more of a risk taker but they kind of played off against each mm-hmm. other where they my dad would be spending and my mum would would overcompensate for that because she wouldn't want me to she wouldn't want me to end up yes. like spending 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 everything so I think I think you take what serves you and you have to be willing to sort of see things differently to what doesn't serve you because you know my mum saved my mom, the, the, the money my mom saved for me, like she saved me a bit of money, which helped me to buy a car and allowed me to, you know, leave my job in London because I was getting the train and I was able to kind of move careers because I had that car. So I, I don't regret having, you know, my mom be a mm-hmm. saver, but 
I believe when it comes to things like that, you need to be saving, not from a place of I'm saving because money's running out and I'm worried and I'm scared and this doesn't feel good. Yes. And I'm saving because, you know, I don't know what's going to happen and I'm not supported and money is just this big, scary thing. But I think saving from a place of I'm saving because I have more than enough. I have overflow and it would be fun and give me confidence to have this much money in the bank. So I really do believe it's the energy you do things with that matters. Like you said, you know, it's it's not so much about it's not so much about what's right and what's wrong, but it's your intention and the energy behind it that shapes the belief. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. one person can be saving from a place of abundance and another can be saving from a place of scarcity. Mm. And the it's difference is the vibration yes. that they're both on and how that makes you feel in your body like how does it how does it yeah like how does it feel to to save from a place of oh my god I'm just stacking my paper like I'm 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 able to just drop everything and go on holiday with this money vacation <laughs> you say vacation mm -hmm. there but or how does it feel to save with a place of fear because that doesn't feel good to me mm. no at all at all and and that's the yeah. beauty of the science right so we can say that it's woo woo but if you really the body tells you this is good this is bad you have a cold it's you're so healthy true. like it tells you you do you um, you just have to tap into yourself and be like well oh, how do i how do i feel right now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and what's coming up for me now is like even when you're spending um how does it feel when you're spending? Are you spending out of, I'm just spending this because I have it to spend or am I spending because this is fun and I need this and I want to support this business? Everything like it, everything that we do, everything that you said, you know, <laughs> one thing that I found when I first started coaching, um, I didn't really experience it in real estate because I had a savings account at that point. I had a 401k. I had something to lean back on. But as mm -hmm. I transitioned from real estate into coaching, now I was literally dependent on whatever I had made in real estate during that year. And mm -hmm. I realized that when I was focusing on the money, how am I, how are my bills going to get paid? How was I going to pay my car note? It blocked my energy from attracting, um, attracting quality clients in my coaching business versus operating from a space of, I want to help people. Yeah. So I would love to hear from you if you experienced that as well. And how, what would you offer persons to get over that hump? Oh my God. It's such a huge thing. And I've, I have experienced that too. And I think it's something that you constantly have to check back in yeah. with yourself about, you know, because I think it's so easy in your business to focus on the numbers. And like, once you sort of set up your business goals and your income goals, it can be easy to to fall into that counting numbers or just focusing on your personal business goals mm -hmm. when actually your why and your mission is not even about you. It's about helping others. It's about the people that you're going to impact. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree when you're focusing on, you know, how you're going to pay your bills and it's all about you, you do block the flow because you're in a state of panic, you're in a state of desperation, you're, you know, feeling fear and shame and all those feelings oh. that come from, you know, panic mm -hmm. versus 
when you're focusing on, I have a mission, I'm here to help people, there is a law of compensation. Do you know about the law of compensation? Yes, I have. I would love for you to educate us more. Yeah, yeah I definitely do. Yeah. So the law of compensation is basically the amount of money you make is based on the need for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty there is in replacing you. And so when you bring yourself back to being of high service, to helping the world, to helping others, to being irreplaceable, to being the best in your game, you are going to continue to get compensated. And like we were saying with the with the science, you don't need to worry about where the money's going to pay come from, how you're going to pay your bills. Like the money will come, you will be supported because you will be compensated for your good work. Mm. And mm. even even just by giving out free value, free content, there are seasons to sow and seasons to reap. And sometimes you might feel like you're putting out all the good content, you're giving so much value, you're giving so much advice and you're not getting anything back. You will get you will get you will be able to reap. You will get rewarded. Mm-hmm. You have to just be open to receiving at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um and I do believe there are a lot of money, a lot of levels with this. You know, there are so many different aspects that could affect you either allowing the flow or blocking the flow of money. Mm-hmm. But when you focus on being of high service and you can just keep focusing on helping people, being better, being more irreplaceable in this world, you will be compensated and that will continue to increase the more needed your work is and the better you are getting it. Yes, 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 yes. That is awesome, 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 awesome advice. Um, and I would like to add, you know, it is it is challenging. It is challenging, but if you check in again, I'm going to use this again. If you check in to what has happened in, let's say, let's track the last four months of your life or three months of your life. Where did stuff, mm-hmm. where did stuff fall into place for you? And you'll be able to see mm-hmm. like, this came from uh, this amount of money. This lump sum came from something that I was thinking about for months and then I forgot about it and it showed up. Um, mm. Maybe I got a large contract from this other person. Like sometimes it's not what you thought it would be, but everything is always provided for. Yeah. And absolutely. I love, 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 love doing that when things go to plan and when things don't go to plan, mm-hmm. I always look, I check in with my energy. I'm like, okay, how did that happen? How did I manifest that? How did I become a match for that Mm. chaos or how did I how did I block the flow then or how did I get that random because when things come in randomly they're not random they're coming because you've allowed them in right so so yeah so like you said checking back and being like what hang on what how was I feeling at that time Mm. like you'll probably find the times you are not getting leads are the times that you feel desperate and you feel attached to certain needs in your dms and you're worrying about how you know you're you're just in a state of worry and panic and desperation versus when you're like hey like i've hit my money goal for the month i'm feeling good i'm i'm happy you'll you'll notice that more people were going to be attracted to you when you're in that place Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's going to flow a lot easier yes Yes. Thank you for that. That is, that was a word for me and for everyone that's listening. Um, so 
I think it would be great for us, for us both to actually share with the persons that are maybe uh, still at work, still in a nine to five, they have a side hustle, they have something that they're really passionate about, and they do want to transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and their fear is that they won't make enough. Right. That's what that's what most Mm -hmm. persons fears are. I won't make enough to take care of the bills, take care of my kids. So from a Mm -hmm. position of both uh, practical and spiritual, what can we Mm -hmm. offer them to have that peace of mind as they transition? Like once they make that decision that I'm going to do it, I'm leaving, uh, I'm leaving this Friday, I'm putting in my note. How can they feel more grounded that it will be um, provided? Everything will be provided if they focus on delivering value. What what can we offer someone that is transitioning from a full-time job into their passion, into their side hustle and making it full-time? What can we offer them to stay um, persistent, knowing that everything will be provided if they continue to um, give good value? Just focus on giving good value. Yeah. So from from a spiritual perspective, like if we're talking about energy, mm-hmm. I would say that the most important thing is that you are tapping into the feelings of that goal that you have of even if it's just to make 1K a month or 2K mm-hmm. or just to get three clients, like focus on feeling into the feelings of if you already had that thing, like feel in your body how it would feel to already have the clients, to already have the money, to already feel supported, to already be living out your dream. How would that feel? And find ways to tap into that daily. So, for example, something that I did in the very beginning when I wanted to tap into feelings of wealth, I would take myself to a really nice coffee shop that sold really overpriced coffee, and I would drink that coffee feeling wealthy. Or I would buying a green juice that was like six pounds it's probably like eight nine dollars but I would which was affordable but still overpriced but it made me feel into the feelings of I have overflow I have enough Mm. to go out for a coffee and not just make one at home because I would do things that feel overflow that represented you know me having more than enough to treat myself that represented self-care and self-worth and I'm worthy of this five pound coffee and I would sit there and I would I made up my own website on a website called Wix um which is a lot cheaper than the one that I use now but (laughs) yeah even though even though just doing things as well and I think the spiritual really ties in with the practical for me because do things that you like keep making the moves that you would make if you were already wildly successful. Like make mm-hmm. the website, do, you know, make the professional email, do all the things, yes. you know, just, just, just build that name for yourself. Call yourself a coach, call yourself an expert and keep embodying the person you want to be like mentally, emotionally, energetically and, and physically as well. And don't mm-hmm. give up. Like, you can do anything you want if you keep being persistent and consistent, like you said. Like, it, it, it's not easy. It's not easy. But, and there are going to be days where you feel fear and there are going to be days where you're freaking out and there are going to be days where you can't control your thoughts and you're doing everything you can, but you still feel scared. And that's okay as long as you're just being a gentle, kind observer from the from the outside. But keep doing it. 
you know, one mm-hmm. step at a time, one breakdown at a time, one I can't do this anymore at a time, and you will before <laughs> you know it, every single step will add up and you'll look back and you'll be like, Oh my god, <laughs> look where I am. It all worked out. Yeah, exactly. You know, people always ask me like, Oh, well, what was the steps you took? And I was like, I don't even know. I just kept taking steps. And every time yes. I felt scared or I cried or I was really ready to give up, I just kept saying, no, just keep going. And I think, like you said, mm-hmm. faith is so downplayed. It's so downplayed. Yeah. It's so looked over. But faith is a thing that will drive you forward on your hardest and darkest days. Yes, it will. Amen. Yes, it will. <laughs> mm. Amen. Right. Amen. <laughs> Can we get some snaps on that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, belief, faith, um, conviction, like those are my words because if those are the, if you just keep focused on the vision, you will keep moving your feet forward. It's like currently I'm training for a 10K, so I'm having to run way more than I could. Oh my God. Uh, Way more than I thought I could. (laughs) And what I realize is when I keep my eyes on the next phone pole because that's what I look at for my markers I'm like okay I'm gonna run to the next one and the next one somehow my legs keep going oh my god that's so true I've never thought about it like that with running because I I run a lot in in the summer Mm -hmm. I think when you go into a run I don't know if this resonates with you but when you go into a run and you're like oh my God, I've got half an hour of this. This is going to be torture. <laughs> you're like, you're like defeated before you even take a step. Yes. But when you're like, okay, let me just get to that phone pole, like, pole, like you said, and then let me just get to the next mm-hmm. one and then the next one and then the next one. And before you've done it, before you know it, you've done it. So yeah. I totally agree. And I think when you're, your overall emotion is fear and I can't do this and you have no belief, self-belief and conviction, like you said, then you're not going to have the will to to pull you through. You know, you have mm-hmm. faith has to be the foundation because when you want to give up, you're always going to revert eventually back to your faith because if that's your core belief. And, yeah, I just think it's so downplayed. Yes, mm. yes, 1,000%, 1,000%. So I have a, a few more questions Um before we wrap up. So the first one is going to be around growth. Um, And this is because what I've seen in in my life is that uh, when I transitioned to entrepreneurship, that was one barrier that I had to grow through. And then as my business started to grow, that was another level that I had to grow through. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as we climbed that ladder to six figures and seven figures, every one of those requires a little bit more of us. Mm -hmm. So my question for you is, how do you remain one focus, but more so calm, cool, and collected as you quote unquote, start from zero every time you're leveling up again? Oh, that's such a good question. I think kind of like what we said, focus on one goal at a time, because every goal adds Mm -hmm. up, every number adds up every client every step every piece of exposure it all adds up so I think hold your bigger vision take each mini goal at a time and keep having mini goals Mm. keep having mini goals 
because the more mini goals you have the more accomplished you're going to feel and the more accomplished and proud and confident you feel the more conviction you have for the next goal and and that's I think how Mm self-belief builds it's like a it's like a rolling effect the more of the mini goals you hit before you know it you've hit so many mini goals it's actually a really big goal Uh so I think just focus Mm -hmm. on one launch at a time one getting one client at a time one Instagram post at a time one Instagram story um because yeah I think like you say at every level you almost feel like you're starting from zero but you're never really starting from zero because you have all this experience or this the everything on in your back pocket that you've learned along the way although it does feel like you start from zero because I do believe every new level you end it's like you almost feel like you're a, a big fish in a small pond. And then when you go to the next level, it's like you become this small fish in a big pond. Yes. Literally. But you're not really because it's all an illusion. It's all an illusion, mm-hmm. especially in the entrepreneur world. Like everyone lives all over the world. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a very big pond. And I think everyone kind of feels those feelings, you know, of imposter syndrome yeah. and fear I think really the secret, oh, yes. yeah, the, the secret is just just keep focusing on one goal at a time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not perfect. That was really, really you know, good. we all have our wobbles. I think, like I said, you just, you just got to pick yourself up and you're like, okay, we move. We move. We keep moving. Mm-hmm. We keep going. Keep moving. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? Definitely keep moving. I... agree with you. Um, One one quote that I've embodied this year is we underestimate what we can do. We overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in 10. Mm. Wow. And for me, that's like, just focus on every little thing that you're doing. It all you're not doing something without intention. You're very clear. I'm very clear on my why, very clear on my purpose. So if I'm doing something, it's coming from an intentional space. So just pour your all into every single thing that you're doing and it will add up. Yeah. Love that. Absolutely. It will add up. Yeah. At perfect timing too. I don't know how it happens, but it all adds up in perfect it timing. All, it all works out. It all works out. <laughs> written it's, it's all there I think you just need to trust yeah. that and keep like you say keep keep doing what feels good keep being intentional keep your head down mm-hmm. and when you look up you would have you're further than you thought you would have been yes 1000% uh, so my second to last question is a, a very interesting question I think that any entrepreneur um, would need to understand that you know what happens when you get into business and you're focused on one specific thing versus on versus focusing on the mission that you are um, meant to carry out. And what I'm thinking about here is diversifying, right? Mm-hmm. And in the coaching space, we create we can create like up level programs, we can create like down level programs, we can create mid mid tier, mm-hmm. no cost. There's so many variations to what we can create in our business. And what I think about is like Apple computers. Mm-hmm. Um, they started at computers, then they went into iPods and phones and iWatches. So as an entrepreneur, uh, what do you think is the driving force behind creating multiple options? Um, and at the end of the day, what are you really trying to do? What's your intention? So I think like having a product suite. So I think in the beginning, it's important to focus on one signature offer that you can master and get known by. 
But then from there, once you feel confident in that, I think it's so important to have different offers at different price points because, Mm -hmm. first of all, you don't know what level someone is going to come into your sphere at. So you might have someone come to Mm -hmm. you and they're a complete beginner and they need a baby product. They're not willing to invest, you know, hundreds or thousands. They're just not there yet. I know definitely in the beginning, a few hundred pounds of an investment was like huge for me and Mm -hmm. so now Mm -hmm. for me that like you know when you see something that's a couple hundred pounds or dollars it's like it it feels like one of them no-brainers but in the beginning that was it was a big big deal so I think having different price points with different offers is going to help you to be able to meet the client where they're at so if someone's a complete complete newbie and they're just not ready for that you could have something that's like twenty dollars thirty dollars that's just gonna get them building that know like and trust factor with you that's gonna mm-hmm. get them to build connection and trust and give them a lot of value at a low ticket that's gonna make them want more or go to the next level so you should have offers at different price points but they should really lead into one another. So, for example, I have um, a money mindset course that is kind of where clients will come in or I'll have the the free training. And then from there, they can go on into their money mindset journey deeper through the course, because I believe that that sets the foundation for entrepreneurship. And then from there, they can go into the business programs and more of like mastermind elite coaching from there. So it's Mm -hmm. really about Mm -hmm. taking them through the buyer's journey and meeting the client where they're at. Because someone might come to you and they might be ready to pay the the high ticket price. But if you're only offering that and someone comes in and they are not ready, you know, mentally and and physically for that investment, you still want to offer them a chance to be in your sphere, to to work and learn from you as well. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, that is a relationship that will keep building. And eventually that person will end up or could end up buying your high ticket ticket offers and going further with you but I think you know in the beginning maybe having three options it's like a lower you know middle tier and then a higher ticket offer will be really really helpful and I think the aim of the game is to take people through that natural buyer's journey Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and I find too that along that process because I've been through it myself when I've invested Mm. into programs um for my growth uh you you're at different you're at different tiers of your life as well um so maybe when someone first especially in the coaching space most of the people for the first time they're like they've never even encountered a coach before what does a coach Mm. even do so uh, they want to just test it out. Maybe for me, that's like a free audio training or a free discovery call. And that's how my business started. And then it grew to a point where I had now something that you would get for free if you sign up for my newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then discovery calls are now much more intentional. It's not just, hey, it's a free discovery call, but our intention in here is for you to enroll in something. Mm-hmm. Um, so you definitely want to take them along that journey and allow them to mature as mm-hmm. well through what you're providing. Yeah, because sometimes it takes months, if not years, for mm-hmm. someone to just take all of the free stuff until they're really ready to invest. I, yes. I know that with uh, coaches that I invest in, I'm I love podcasts. I love, I love podcasts. I love listening 
to just people give really good value and then from there like you say Mm -hmm. you kind of you do you you start with the lower cost you start to build that trust you're like oh this is amazing imagine what her higher ticket stuff you know includes and imagine what her one-on-one coaching is like so but you, you need to kind of have that entry point where people can really take a lot of value and build that trust with you as a coach or a service provider yes yes 100 100%, 100%. okay so now as we wrap up i would love for you to share with our audience you know how exactly they can work with you and the best ways to get in contact with you oh, so i have multiple programs for yeah leading on perfectly from that conversation depending on what level someone is at, whether they want more of like the practical business. I have um, group coaching programs and my one-on-one coaching. And then I also have my money mindset course, which is called the Worthy and Wealthy Academy. And that is my Mm. signature course for helping women work through their money blocks and be able to attract abundance and make money with ease. And they can find me on Instagram at Tori Gainer Coach or www.toriegaynard.com. So, yeah, okay, those wonderful. are the two places. That's Tori Gaynor on Instagram and toriegaynor.com on, for your website. Yeah, Tor- Tori Gaynor Coach on Instagram. Tori Gaynor Coach. Yeah. Tori Gaynor Coach on Instagram. Yes, and we will link all of this information so in the much. information uh, section. Uh, so lastly, I would love to hear one last question. What's next for you? What's big on, on your plate for the next year? Ooh, for the next year. So yes. I'm bringing out my own podcast and yeah, I'm so excited. I feel like I've wanted to do this for so long. So that's coming out. We're bringing out a blog and the next year I'm going to be launching my next my first mastermind which I'm super excited about and just continuing the mission to help women heal around the subject Mm -hmm. of money and be able to yeah really understand how it works so people just don't have to make it as hard as it sometimes is made out to be so yeah we got um I'm really excited for 2021. I feel like it needs, hopefully it's a bit more normal. (laughs) The new normal. It'll be the new normal. I mean, it's been a crazy year. (laughs) I do think so. And and with the 2020, I do think that there has been a lot of clarity Mm. as as a humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think we've all gotten a, a little more insight into who we are individually, a little more insight into how closely connected we truly mm. are. Um, yeah, this is so true. And if, yeah, and if you spent this time focused on you, you certainly have more clarity on what to do next. Like, how powerful am I going to move forward, whether it's today or 2021? Um, what will my future look like? So I think it's been a pretty pretty uh, instrumental yeah it's been it's been a wild one (laughs) it's been a wild Mm -hmm, one mm -hmm. lots of highs lots of lows but you know every every year serves a purpose and we have to take take the good out of it and learn from the not so good as well yes very Mm -hmm. much so so thank you so much for having me i would like to say thank you yes thank you so much i hope this was uh 
I hope you enjoyed this and it gives you some um, some foundation for your own podcast. Yeah, uh, this is definitely so much fun. technical difficulties. We oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do it on another another platform next time. Platform, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I think definitely. we're like across the world, um, across the world from each other, so we have to cut it a bit slack. I suppose we do. We do. And I think uh, one thing to note is that we live in a very vast world and there's so many different options. We don't have to use, I find that we kind of stick to the same things because that's the most quote unquote popular, mm-hmm. but there's so many different ways uh, to do things and get things mm-hmm. done. And it goes back to the how. You never know how mm-hmm. it's going to happen. So just flow yes, with it. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yes. Yes, thank you, Tori. I really enjoyed this conversation. All right, we'll speak soon. Yes, we will. And I'll just say again, everyone, if you would like to get in contact with Tori, that's Tori Gaynor Coach on Instagram and ToriGaynor.com to get in contact with her on her website. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Feelings Not Figures. It is my absolute pleasure to share with you and teach to you simple tricks where you can use your feelings to create physical and tangible results that you truly want. If you want to learn more about what I'm up to or work with me in a mastermind, a group coaching program, or VIP one-on-one coaching, check out the link in my bio to learn more.